Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to be chatting about helmets that we use in industry. We're going to be looking at the European standards that they conform to and uh, what the difference is between those standards and why some helmets comply to some standards and not others and how it all sort of works out. So hopefully this will be pretty interesting for you. Sitting down here back in New Zealand, running our router course, just finished up, thought I'd jump on and do another podcast. Nice thing about coming to New Zealand, I get to have a cup of tea, which is PG Tips. For anybody from the UK, they'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, Far too expensive in Australia, but I can get them at the local supermarket here, which is amazing. So that's pretty cool. As always, uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do push the appropriate buttons. Uh, reach out to us if you've got any questions, if there's anything you want us to chat about, um, any ideas you've got, things you want to hear about, definitely let us know through Facebook, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats, or jump on our website, ratac.net, uh, drop us an email, that'd be awesome. But let's crack straight onto it with the European standards for climbing helmets and helmets in industry. So with the European standards for helmets, there's three European standards we're going to be chatting about today. We've got EN12492, which is the climbing and mountaineering helmet standard. And then we've got the EN397 helmets for industrial use. So they're the two main helmet standards. The other standard is the EN50365, which is to do with electrical um electrical stuff which we'll chat about at the end but the main two areas we're going to be concentrating on are the uh, 12492 climbing and mountaineering helmets and the EN397 helmets for industrial use so uh, we'll run through what the difference is with both of these um, some various areas so uh, the first section is to do with ventilation how much ventilation you're allowed to have on a uh, on a helmet so with the climbing and mountaineering standard, you're allowed to have a ventilation area greater than four centimetres squared. So this is to do with the vented helmets, you know, um, the Petzl helmets and uh, other various helmets that have ventilation in the side. And then you've got the uh, EN397. It has to have a ventilation area less than 4.5 centimetres squared. So... um, so that's the main difference between the ventilation area. For a helmet to conform, it needs to meet all the requirements of that standard, so it needs to have those areas. Um, so now we're moving on to the chin strap strength. Depending on which standard you're looking at, they need to conform to a different type of strength. So the climbing and mountaineering helmet standard says that the chin strap uh, needs to have a strength uh, greater than 50 kilograms. This is to reduce the risk of the helmet from coming off in a fall. So if there um, needs to be more than 50 kilos uh, put onto the chin strap before it will come off. And then with the um, industrial standard, it needs to be less than 25. This is um, to reduce the risk of strangulation if the helmet was to get snagged somewhere. So the best way I sort of try and look at these standards is the helmets for industrial use is more when you're on the ground uh, working and the climbing and mountaineering standard is for more when you're up in the air you know climbing uh, around on the ropes that's how I sort of break it up then we've got the uh, internal uh, 
vertical clearance. So this is a distance between your head and the um, padding in the helmet or the top of the helmet. The climbing and mountaineering standard for the helmets doesn't have uh, any requirements for this, but the um, industrial helmet standard does, so it needs to be no less than 25 millimetres. So 25 mil between your head and the actual inside of the helmet. Next bit they look at is the shock absorption requirements. So this is about the ability to protect the head against a falling object. Obviously quite an important part of the helmet's use. If something falls down, you want it to stop. So the mountaineering standard 12492. Uh, the requirements in that is they drop a five kilo weight for two, from two meters above. And the force needs to be less than 10 kilonewtons. Uh, that's uh, that's quite a lot of force. Five kilos, two meters, less than ten kilonewtons of force. And then the industrial standard pretty much halves everything. So it's a five kilo weight dropped one meter and less than five kilonewtons of force onto the uh, helmet. I believe that the helmet is put on some sort of head mount, and there's some sort of reader involved in that. But that's uh, two requirements for that. So uh, two meters. But, uh, and five kilos for the mountaineering standard and five kilos on one meter only five kilonewtons on that one then we've got a penetration requirement so the mountaineering uh, standard drops a uh, a spiky thing three kilograms one meter and there needs to be no contact between the point that has been dropped down and the head so obviously it doesn't uh, you don't want it to penetrate and go through into the head and then with the um industrial standard pretty much the same test it's three kilos dropped pointy thing dropped one meter um no contact between the point and the uh, and the head um if you're using something like a petzl vertex vent so it's got the vents on the side um it will pass this test if it's got the vents closed um now we're moving on to the flame resistance. Um, funnily enough, climbing and mountaineering helmets, there isn't a requirement for flame resistance, but the industrial standard, it needs to uh, 10 seconds exposure um, at five centimeters is the requirement. The requirement is that um, the helmet stops burning five seconds after the flame is removed. So 10 seconds exposure at five centimeters from a flame and then once the flame is removed, the burning needs to stop within five seconds. And then moving on from that one with the fire, we've got the uh, protection against molten metal. Once again, climbing a mountaineering standard, not really something they're concerned about, but the industrial standard, you know, molten metal uh, splash onto the top of your helmet. There can be no penetration of molten metal, and it needs to burn no longer than five seconds, so... Obviously, you want all your vents closed if you're using a vented helmet to deal with that. So if you're working in an environment where there's a chance of um, molten metal or potential fires, I'll be, uh, I'll be closing all my vents up, definitely. And now we're getting on to the electrical standard that I mentioned at the beginning. EN50365 is the electrical insulation uh, of helmets, low voltage insulation. So for a helmet to meet this standard... Uh, EN50365 it first needs to meet all the requirements of EN397 so it needs to meet the helmet for industrial use first and then it can meet the next standard so um, 
has to meet. It can't be a climbing helmet. The uh, the main thing is with a lot of the helmets, they don't meet the clearance distance. So the recreational type of helmets don't meet the uh, clearance distance inside the helmet. So it won't meet the industrial standard. And then, um, and then so it can't meet the electrical one. But pretty much uh, quite a few helmets, the industrial type helmets that we use in industry, being the cask, the, um, the Petzl uh, Vertex um, and stuff like that, they meet these standards. So that's pretty much uh, the requirements for the um, for the different helmets that we use. As you can see, it's not a very in-depth um, standard. Um, there's not a lot to it. It's quite a low standard. Remembering that a helmet is type 2 PPE. Obviously, spend some time choosing a helmet that's comfortable and it's going to work for you and it's going to work, but it's similar to gloves or eye protection, it falls into that category two um, protection. It's not your harness and your attachments. It's not protecting against uh, fatal injury. It's um, it's quite a low standard. I remember chatting to somebody involved in uh, a manufacturing company to do with helmets, and he said to me, if you want to get a decent helmet to protect your head, get yourself a motorbike helmet because the standard is a lot higher um, than the mountaineering or industrial standard. As I'm sure a lot of you know, you could walk into a hardware store and buy a standard industrial helmet for like you know, 25 bucks, um, and that meets the um, the EN397 standard. So it's not a very high standard. But most importantly, make sure you're wearing a helmet. Make sure that chin strap's done up to um, keep it on your head if it is required. Um, small objects fall in. I know in uh, in Australia, pretty much year on year, 10% of the people who die at work fall from height. 15% of the people who die at work, things flying through the air and hitting them. So that's 25% of the people either falling through the air and hitting stuff or stuff falling through the air and hitting them. So if we can protect our heads, um, keeping our helmets on, if we do fall, hopefully our helmet stays on. If we do bang against anything, um, it will protect us against that. So that's, uh, that's pretty much all I've got for this week. Thanks for listening in, as always. If you could uh, do me a massive favour and share this podcast with your friends, let them know about it. Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. We're on Facebook. Uh, we've got a website. Definitely reach out to us if you've got any questions, if there's anybody you think we should have a chat with. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>